Hey y'all, this is Uche coming to you with a bonus episode. It's basically stuff we couldn't fit in our review of Wonder Woman 1984. We discuss comic book movies in general and the issues with the DCE movies specifically and why Marvel movies are proving to be superior so far. Anyway, listen and enjoy. Let us know what you think. You can always email us at violentbluepod at gmail.com. Visit us on Instagram and Twitter at violentbluepod. And the website is up at violentbluepodcast.com. All right, here we go. They need to take a lot of notes from the Batman animated series. And I'll tell you this, right? The Batman animated series, when they made those episodes, 30 minute episodes, they treated it like features. And so they they cut, and because they couldn't have 90 minutes, they cut so much of the fat and they just got to tone, visuals, plot. There's a crime. Batman figures it out. Uh, maybe he calls up Robin. Uh, bad guy goes to jail. The end. Like, there's no reason for there to be any of this weird weirdness with with people from the past, and then not being able to kind of have it serve the rest of the plot. And then also with the action, like, I guess in this the action served the plot, and I'm not even going to talk about that. I think that's actually not that bad of a thing. The I. I originally thought she used the whip too much, but other than that, they need to just take all of their notes from the Batman animated series and just go from there. I think she used the lasso enough. I think I don't think it was too much. I, think, well, I, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was a reasonable amount. I, yeah, again, a reasonable like I said, of lasso. Her 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 Spider Manning off of lightning bolts. <laughs> that was actually just let me just, just oh yeah i remember that i thought that was kind of cool just, i was like is she, just, la- just is she did she attach her lasso to a light just whip that light i remember saying that she did. That yeah was pretty cool it was like it that. was a level of it was a, a level of ridiculous i was like okay listen this is where we are now and i i at that when she started lasso when she lassoed the church and spider-man her way into the air i was like that that was the point of the movie where I was like, okay, I'm just I'm I'm turning I'm turning the snark down on my I'm just turning my snark meter all the way down, and I'm just going to enjoy the rest here's of the movie. Here's the thing from here that some in. of these comic book movies have sort of I would say kind of tricked us or tricked people into kind of doing mm-hmm. like it's for me at least for me I'm just saying for me mm-hmm. it's a comic book, fantastical mm-hmm. things happen right? People with superhuman mm-hmm. strength are walking around doing things that we don't see in our in the world that doesn't exist in real life. Your dead so ex-boyfriends random dudes and uh, 70 years later. Exactly. You know, Captain America was frozen and then woke up, whatever, 70 years later. Hello. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying to you, is, you have, you have uh, what you call it, David Banner, is that his name? Turns Bruce. into a big Bruce Banner. Uh, Bruce. David Banner is a rapper. Bruce Banner turns well, into Well, David a- Banner was what they used for the TV show because they said Bruce was too gay. The name Bruce was gay. I think it was Lance. Huh? Originally in the comic, his name was like Lance or something. Oh. I remember reading about this. Oh. We could look it up. We could look it up. Anyway. Yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> we can. No, no, no. Go I'm just saying. Like, I think I remember listening, but I think part of what your, your story is right. Anyways, so you, you have Bruce Banner turning into a a big green giant. Like, 
what I'm saying is that I don't take these kind of stories or movies all that seriously because it's not a real life thing. And so I think what I'm what I'm trying to say is that we've we've trying like some of these movies, some of them are trying to like trick us into, and I think that's where some people are just like, uh, that wouldn't really happen. Or that, of course it wouldn't really happen. We don't have superheroes in real life. You know what I mean? Like people doing flying. I think it's more so not that people, it wouldn't really happen. And it's people, the characters were really established a certain thing and the character wouldn't do this specific well, thing. Okay, I get that. But also what I'm saying is that they're trying to steep in general though, trying to some of these movies that try to steep people, steep some of these characters in like reality, right? I remember there was a point um, back when Man of Steel came out. Um, that was the issue with all of Zack Snyder's work in this space is that he was trying to he was trying to somehow ground it in reality. It was so he also had this whole point about how the the way the Flash runs, you got you got to make sure that when he's saving people, that he does this, that, or the other thing in terms of he's moving so fast that he would essentially pulverize anybody that he caught, if um, because of, you know craziness like that. Right. When you try to ground this, when you try when you try to ground the fantastical stuff work. in reality, it doesn't work because it just, it's not it, reality. It's, it stops being well. It stops and being it stops fun. Being fun. Exactly. Is the thing. Precisely. So I remember the the point you were trying to make about, this was years ago when Man of Steel, um, you were like, I remember asking you, I was in Nigeria, I think I remember asking, did you like Man of Steel? You're like, eh, it was okay. It's just, they're trying to make Superman this like dark kind of brooding whatever character when Superman is a sunny, eternally optimistic type of person, character. Mm -hmm. And he's an alien. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. He was like, she. It just doesn't jive with, yeah. with what they, but, Superman was, is supposed to be. And I totally agree. Yeah. And so when I and saw that's that, why I was they like, have okay. Batman. Exactly. And that's why they have Batman, Batman. Is a is a is a real, well, quote unquote. He's a person, he, he's, really he's rich, doesn't have superpowers. Right. His his superpower is being extremely ridiculously wealthy. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, you know what I mean. <laughs> and he can sort of create almost anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I so, think I think that's part of the issue with maybe some people's beef with with some movies, at least some of the these live action comic book movies. Like pe- people are more could probably would probably digest it e- easier if it was something that was animated, for instance. But when it's live it action, people people want to see themselves there. Which no, and and I and I think it. and I think that, but I think the point you're missing from a lot of the 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 pushback to to and it's and you realize that it's really the DCEU that this that this happens to more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's not all comic book movies, you know. Right. It's these ones. It's these ones specifically. And I think the and it's not necessarily because people are trying to ground them in reality. And it's not necessarily because they have because there's like this huge familiarity with the source material. I know I, I'm not a huge comic book reader. Like OK reads many more comic books than I ever will. Um, but my point, but the point is, it's really about like good storytelling, and and I think that and I think that it's hard when you rec- And the thing I recognize about comics is that the popular comics, the good comics, are grounded in good storytelling, and the and what ends up happening is because the people who the people who take the storytelling elements of these movies seriously make good movies the people who do not make bad movies and that then or 
not even bad, but they make movies that aren't as good as they could be. And that, and I think, and that's really this, this, the stumbling, the, the stumbling point, or that's really the, the tipping point for, you know, somebody for the difference between your grade and my grade, the difference in my grade, I'm like, I recognize that they have this very compelling story that they could tell. It's already written for them in a nice bow and they chose not to do. And what they chose to do instead was not good. Not, not as good as I thought it could be. And it's hard for me to turn off that part of my head. Like, why are they doing this? Like, this doesn't, this seems silly. And, you know, and I think that, um, and I, and I think that because they spend so much time, you know, reestablishing, uh, reestablishing, and especially in Wonder Woman 84, um, in order for the DCU movies, they feel like they have to capture the casual audience. And in order for them to do that, they, they constantly are constantly reestablishing these characters are constantly telling origin stories but the dc characters specifically these are like when you think of superheroes when people think, of, think superheroes, of the dc before characters two, before 2010 when you thought of superheroes you, you thought superman of and dc heroes yeah. you yeah. thought of superman you thought of batman you thought of wonder woman you thought of aquaman those were the people you thought about yeah those were the, the people you thought about so you don't, as, mm-hmm. the marvel characters the, the, from what i've heard especially the mind, ones that have that have mind, become the like ones that they used are now mm-hmm. or might are supposed to be like minor Marvel so. characters. Keep in mind, Iron, ahead, Iron Man. I no, no, so I'll, let me tell you this right now. So I'll finish the first point. Like the DC yeah. characters are the iconic superheroes in yes. American folklore and fiction. Absolutely, that's who yes. they are. Yes, and the fact that the and the fact that they keep having to try to reestablish them to capture the casuals. The casuals don't need origin stories and don't need twenty minutes of origin in every movie. They really don't. You tell them this is Superman. Like I've heard of Superman. I know what yeah, Superman I is. I agree with you. you heard, I do heard, agree. Yeah. And and the Marvel movies, the Marvel movies did. Uh, the Marvel movies spent their first two movies of each character establishing these origins because nice. Iron Man is a C was a C list Marvel character. Captain America was like a B list Marvel character. The big Marvel characters were Spider Man and the X Men. And the X Men. And, and Marvel didn't have rights to either of them. And I know Marvel sold the rights to both of them. Yeah. They sold the rights to both of them. They sold, they sold X-Men to Fox and they sold Spider-Man to Sony. Sony. And those are the people that, and those were the people that made those movies over there. And so people knew Hulk because of the TV show. Yeah. And, and the Hulk. And I believe they, and I believe for a while they didn't, I don't believe for a while they didn't have the rights to that one either. I'm not, but I, they didn't, but don't quote me, but don't quote me on that. But either way, um, the point is they established the Marvel, the Marvel cinematic universe with they with, with like minor the minor. with like the leftovers with the yeah. leftovers. And they were able Thor, to do so successfully. Captain America mm-hmm. and Iron Man. And they just and they did it and they did it really, really well because at the soul of all of these comic books, even the less popular ones like Iron Man and Captain America, there was good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And they just said, hey, we've got good stories here. So let's tell this really compelling story. Yeah. Like, Cap- like, Captain- like Captain America, um, the, uh, not um, Captain America Winter Soldier is to this day, to me, I think the most well-made Marvel film, just generally, that they've ever done. Is that the done. first one? Like in terms of, it's the, the second first, one. The second one. It's the, se- it's, it's the second one. And, uh, no, and I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just wondering it's, who it's the second. It's, it's the second one because it's a, the, the, the first one was called, called the first Captain, Avenger. First Avenger, that's right, that's right. Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. And then the second right. one is called The Winter Soldier. And I, The Winter Soldier I is like a it's very, very cool, very it's superior. a very cool like detective movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool detective movie. And I thought it was really, really well done. 
Mm-hmm. And and so for me, the Marvel movies thrive because they they tell they recognize that the soul of all of this is not the graphics and it's not the comic book and it's not the pulp and it's not all this and it's not like the action and the CG and all that stuff. The soul of all of this is just telling a good tight story. And you know, you give people the information they need so that they care, so that the, you understand the character and you understand the stakes, and then you tell a good story. And that's what right. they do time after time after time with character after character after character. And so it doesn't matter if these are the leftovers. You end, if you tell a good story, people are going to come, they're going to watch, and they're going to learn to trust that what you're telling, what you're doing is really good, high-quality work. And now these Marvel characters are the, they're like the A-team now. They're varsity. Yeah. So yeah. Those, where the they, where those they Marvel Avengers. They were third string. Mm-hmm. And now and now there's an entire there there is an entire generation of children who are essentially born after the eight born after 2000, 2000, basically, who grow who are who have grown up with the knowledge that the Marvel characters are the iconic superheroes in American right. folklore. Where, where that in the Marvel reality, characters, yeah. Yeah, that reality, the Marvel like characters big, that Iron Man is like yeah. that I there, there, there are children right now who are going to grow up that think that Batman is a weak Iron Man ripoff. Pretty much. And when it's very much the other way around. Right. When and it's very much the other way around. The, the other thing is that, like, because in, re, in reality, Superman as a superhero, like, nobody touches him. But the, the, the characterizations yeah, of him. He's a god. Haven't, haven't yeah, he's been. He's a god. Yeah, the characterizations of him in the last, what, 15 years have just haven't been good. Haven't been great. I mean, my sort of my basis for who for sort of who Superman is really is Christo- like the Christopher Reeves Christopher characterization, Reeves. especially the first That's the first two, outfit. the first two the first two movies, mm, the last mm-hmm. two and then yeah. I, they can go. But the yeah. first yeah, you two, don't absolutely. need to worry about those. Movies. Them last two, oh, like that the, third one with Richard Pryor, and that last one, the Quest for Peace. No, thank you. It's just like Godfather Three and Rocky Five for me. They don't exist. No thanks. Right. The the the, the Uzo's kind of well. Uzo's right about the about the good storytelling because uh, the the crux of all of those Marvel movies and uh, that are on Netflix, they didn't rely on a whole bunch of like essentially capes and outfits to tell to to for those shows. It was all about the story. It was all about what was actually happening to those characters. It wasn't about like anything other than the actual story so it just right. served them so is it so lot. so what are we saying so it's not that they don't the comic books or the dc comics don't have good stories it's just people getting getting hold of them doing the movies are just not doing the it right but although you said the aquaman right. was pretty good although you said aqua the aquaman movie yeah, because there's no pretense in that the aquaman the aquaman movie was a good movie lives in the water let's let's get it <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Aquaman it. movie was a good movie. I I enjoyed that. Like I really did. I, I haven't it seen it. Movie. I heard it was. Then, but but again, the reason why the Aquaman movie was a good movie was because you know because it's always easy. That first superhero movie is always a good is an easy movie to make because it's an origin story with a little bit of with where you establish the character, you establish the stakes, you give you give like a reason for them to a reason for them to act, and then they go do it, like. Right. They, the first, the first Aquaman movie was a good movie because they basically were like we established it. We have a good story that we can tell, and we went and we told the story. We didn't try to add a bunch of extra stuff. It's not like Cyborg came in in the middle of it, or the Flash, or somebody else random yeah, was like in the middle of the story. Of yeah, Aquaman's it was to it. Yeah, 
they they established they established Aquaman. They established a rogue for Aquaman, which was the black was a Black Manta. Yeah, it was Black Manta. Black Manta, um, um, who was yeah, and so they established Black Manta as a rogue. They they establish Aquaman as a reluctant superhero, and they and they go ahead, and it's formulaic, it's formulaic, and it's not super creative, but it was well done. Like that's the thing about these superhero movies. They I don't, don't need. To I be, don't need. I don't, don't need, need anything to be, to be super twisty. Or I'm okay with. Yeah, formulas. exactly. I personally they, they am fine with formulas. Yeah, that and that's my it point. Works. Like, I don't mind formulaic. I don't mind formulaic. What I don't. What I. I. I even like it. It's comforting, mm-hmm. but what I don't like is bad execution what i don't like is meandering plots and holes and things that don't seem like they go together and so you know and and that's that's the part and i think that's the part that a lot of people that a lot of times people try to explain their beef with it and they end up just sounding like you know woe begotten fanboys (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yeah. And and so is so it's hard because you're like because ultimately all we're saying is that I don't think the story was very well told. That's ultimately what we're saying. Yeah. I don't think the yeah. story was well told. Yeah. And you and people are free to agree or disagree at their leisure, but yeah. you know, but if you but I think when we all recognize that something is well done, you know, it's it's much easier for us to be like, "Oh yes, I like this and I like this and I saw this and I thought this was really interesting and I like this." Like cuz I guarantee you if we were to do a review if the next time we do the a review of a movie that all three of us really enjoyed like if we were to all get together and do a review of jingle jangle or like soul or um black panther or something black we've Pan- already yeah, seen it, that we yeah, really like love. if we were to come yeah. if we if we were if we were all come back and do a review of black panther i guarantee you we would have some nits to pick sure but it would mostly be us just being like I remember I actually, this part and I really like this. Can't or I, this like part if I couldn't, I like this. if I couldn't pick that, I, if I didn't have any nits to pick about Wonder Woman 1984, I certainly don't. I can't even think of a nit to pick with Black Panther. Can't even. Well, I, except I'm, for maybe Forrest Whitaker's, except for maybe, except for maybe, except for maybe Forrest Whitaker's accent. That's probably the only one. It was, here we go. That bit. It was the janky as hell. It was janky as hell, and but I don't understand I, why, I he, why, he, myself, why he chose to steal an accent from a white South African. It, it doesn't make any sense. But to then me. what I also but what but what I also realized what I what I did to talk myself out of that was like, okay, Wakanda is a made up person. It's a made up place. It's a made up place. So they can have whatever accent they want. It's a made up place. It's a made up place. So that's that sort of takes me. That sort of they kind of explained it away by having all the different different tribes well, i mean when i re- when i yeah. read about stuff before i even watched mm-hmm. the movie like read about like how ryan coogler was sort of explaining the movie and how There's some of the actors process th- and stuff how, how certain actors a lot of actors you know studied or different like accents and dialects and stuff to try to establish whatever character they mm-hmm. were and stuff so yeah exactly exactly yeah. and so a lot of them a lot of them chose like like josha and like a lot of and a lot of sort of South African and West some did West African based dialects and most of most of them all most of them did South African based Winston dialects. Duke, Winston um, Duke's Chadwick accent Boseman. was West African. Oh, Winston yeah, Duke's it, it was well, like he sounded he sounded like a he Winston Duke sounded like he was from Lagos. He sounded yeah. like a dude from Lagos. Was, <laughs> we will not have hey, it all. We will not have it all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll not I have think it that's, that's it for our that was review. My Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. before you go, there's one one quick thing about the accents. 
Chadwick Boseman actually did this movie called Message from the King. It's on Netflix. And he plays a South African. South African. He plays a South African who comes to like Los Angeles to like mm-hmm. find his sister. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. it is it is it's it's dark, but it is I enjoyed it. That was pretty good. Yeah. It was a, it was a very cool like oh, Liam Neeson-esque action I movie. I watched uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I should have talked about that, but we can talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. 